Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about the right and the wrong way to build a relationship with the seller. Gee, why is that important, Steve? <laughs> what would we do without sellers? Hmm, there's a thought. I, I went to a, a long, long, long time ago. I got sent to by a boss, like a seminar, uh, and the whole seminar was this. For any business that you're in, any business, there is a moment of delivery. And that moment is this, uh, my phone going off and is that failing, the moment of delivery? failing at this podcast right now. <laughs> There's a moment of delivery where your customer decides this is it's going to work or it's not going to work or the company's going to work or it's always, it comes down to one moment. In healthcare, it's that that moment when a healthcare worker, whether it's a doctor or, or a nurse or anybody, sits on the side of the bed and has that conversation uh, with, with the, the patient. patient. Yeah, or in accounting, it's that moment you sit down, uh, if you're a tax accountant, that moment that you sit down and say, all right, tax, the preliminary tax return's done. Mm. And uh, here's the deal, we have a few options, but here's the good news or the bad news or whatever it ends up being. Mm -hmm. It's it's no different. Uh, that always stuck with me. Obviously, it's no different in this, this business. Exactly. So this mo that moment with the seller, when they decide to sell to you for the hopefully the price that you want, that's the moment where everything beautiful starts to happen in in uh, real estate. Thank you. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the HouseAcademy.com online community. It's free. Jason asks, I have a seller who keeps changing their mind. <laughs> does this ever happen to you and what do you do? Oh my goodness, yes. This does happen. This ties right into this topic. You actually. know what's interesting about this, Jason? It, it, this is why you have to act fast. You know, the minute they agree, you're out there. If you don't have the signed purchase agreement, you're showing up in your door if you have to and getting it signed and you're opening escrow. Because once, once, so that's how we solve it. Does this happen to us? Heck yeah. So well, how do you solve it? Act fast. The minute they're on their high and they've agreed to it um, and they're ready to go, don't don't let them overthink it because they will. You know, we all do that on, on, on things like this. It's just, it's kind of a natural thing. Like, am I making the right decision? So the best thing you can do um, is, like I said, get it, act fast, get in an escrow. And when the process has started, then it's, then it's harder for them to to back out and change their mind when things are moving forward and they see that the money's being set up and coming their way. Then they get excited, by the way, once once they really see the process going. So, What do you do when they do change their mind and they're adamant about it? Can I ask you a few questions? Sure. Here? Where am I in the I know process? You're, you're like the expert on this. I am. Yeah, they just say, you know what? I'm sorry. We had this happen to us in yeah. a uh, deal recently yeah. in, in Mesa. Yeah. Actually, it was like I blamed it on my wife's situation. Like the guy said, "Yeah, I'm happy to sell you my house at this number," and, and then he called back and said, "My wife already talked to piece of people at ugly houses, and yep. they're doing a deal." I know. What do you do? I do, I tried to explain to him that it's not too late to get out of it. I let him know that he does have options, even though he signed a piece of paper. Same was with us. It, you know, you're you're it, you can still change your mind, like you're doing with me right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, so it I let happens. him know, you know, I just let him know his options and spell it all out. Um, and on, I hate to get into a bidding war. It, that's the thing that really bothers me. But I have told people like, shucks, I, I, and which is true. I had some wiggle room in my offer price. I could have gone up and I don't want him to feel bad, but you know, they probably end up feeling bad. Like I should have stuck with her. And I've had that too, by the way. 
I have seen transactions where they didn't stick with me. I'm following it and then I see it relisted or something else happened, it, it fell through and I'm like, and sometimes I've moved on. Most times I moved on. I'm like, I allocated the funds somewhere else. Hey, I wish you all the best uh, kind of thing. But um, I just, so if it falls through, I, I let them, like I said, let them know their options and then, if, and then wish them well and move on. There's more mail. Here's the position you want to put yourself in that solves all of these problems, not just this one, mm-hmm. but all problems in real estate acquisitions. You want to be talking to this person who changes their mind and looking down at your desk and seeing a stack of purchase agreements. And if this person actually chooses their mind, then you take pick up that purchase agreement and throw it to the side and say, great, see ya. Next. Next purchase agreement. Exactly. And call the seller. That's so the that solves everything. I always leave the door opinion. open though, too. If you know, if, it, if he, hey, if anything changes, you know, I gotta, I suck at this money right now, give me a call and give him a timeline and, and let it, but then it's let a, it go. It's a topic for another show, but I was just right. watching this, this uh, I was watching a documentary on the culture of negotiation. Oh. And so some cultures, that's all they do. It's built in their soul. Yeah. The asking price never is I the price. That. It's never the price that, that anything. They probably do is that in the for. grocery store. Like, can't you give me this milk for yeah. X? Actually, I've seen that. Well, there's <laughs> also cultures where it's absolutely unacceptable. Uh, lots of parts of Asia, like Japan, where it's absolutely unacceptable to negotiate at all. The price is the price, and, and it's imbe- an embarrassment to yourself to even, you know, suggest what you're suggesting by negotiating is it's not worth what they're what they're asking. So, right. so you would you wouldn't even start down that path of uh, trying to buy whatever it is that they're selling or do a deal if the price wasn't set perfectly or right. you didn't agree on the price in the beginning anyway. So this is a very, I, I, I've gone on record for years on these shows. I can't stand negotiation. Oh, That's I how I devised this whole system of making an offer price That's and true. signing it and setting it. I think negotiating is a waste of time. It is. You're and, talking uh, to everyone and it's, it is about, because everyone's going to have a number, but you only want to talk to the ones that, that want to sell at your number. That's it. Set the price, follow through. Thank you. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> Today's topic, is it right or wrong? Oh, the right way or the wrong way to build a relationship? Oh, didn't we already say this? Oh no, we were still in the question. Yeah. The right, today's topic, the right and the wrong way to build a relationship with a seller. This is why you're listening. It, the topic was so close to the question uh-huh. that I got confused. You're oh, really, wrong. Steve, you're confused again? <laughs> oh, really, Steve, you can't read the teleprompter again? Congratulations. Yeah, get to know your equipment. <laughs> That's what I usually get. You know, as so I was refraining from that, I was letting you take care of this. I'm saying nothing. Jill and I got in this heated marital type uh, argument one time a, a long time ago. And it all centered around me as an idiot saying this sentence. Jill, get to know your equipment. Oh, just don't that do sent that. us into a tailspin. No, mode. and then every chance, you better believe that every chance that it comes up that I could possibly throw that in there. Oh, I do. Hey, what's the problem? Get to know your equipment. <laughs> and, I had, and she's right. Hey, it's an oven. That's the thing. It's an oven. Figure it out. Get to know your equipment. <laughs> it's a washing machine. Figure it out. Uh, actually, the dishwasher. Is there anything around the house that dishwasher's been the latest one? <laughs> you're uncomfortable operating at all. Nothing. That's what I thought you were going to no, say. No, absolutely not. She's if anything, remember, I'm trying to, the other day, I was trying to hang a TV myself. I was very proud. I'm like, I got this. Leave me leave me alone. Just a pilot. And it was just at the end where I just kind of need an extra pair of hands over here, please. 
then I had to call in reinforcements. But no, I got this. So, okay. So, did you write this topic for me? Yeah, right way I did actually. Way? Because, and here's why, and I'll preface it like this in, in five seconds or less. I've never met anyone who can deal with a seller and get what they want out of a seller than like you. Thank you. Like, of all, I was telling somebody this recently, of all the people Thank on this you. planet who buy and sell uh, these product, these specific product types mm-hmm. and how we do it, we are the experts. There's no one better. Thank you. That's going to receive a call from a seller on a house that's getting ready to be wholesaled than Jill. Thank you. I could tell you my staff was even telling me that the other day. It was really nice. They were listening to some of our, the, the calls are routed through our office and then, then we forward them to different boots on the ground. So this, they were listening to some of the calls as we're preparing to launch House Academy, which is there now. Long anyway. since launched. Yes, but as we're putting together our house academy program, and they're listening to the calls, and it was very, very sweet. One of our staff said, you know, they're not doing bad, but they're not you. And it was very nice. Yeah. So what is, I'm going to start with the wrong way, and then I'm going to tell you the right way. And you're, you, I'm sure you will, you're all going to go, duh, but people still do it. So it's important to talk about. So the wrong way to build a relationship with a seller is, number one, talk over them or talk down to them, because we all love that. Like, get to know your equipment. Get to know your property. Could you imagine? Do you know what you own? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, my gosh. That would be awful. It's insane. But I'm sure people, you need to hear it to know it. Another thing that that, uh, the wrong way is flake on calls and your follow-up. Hey, you know what? Oh, it's after 10. Everybody's asleep. I'm not even going to bother. I'm, you know, I'm not even going to send an email. They'll figure it out. Or, you know, I just got busy. They, they know, you know, kind of thing. They're probably sitting by their phone waiting for you. They don't know. And even an email, if it's too late to call, I get that. But an email saying, I'm sorry, some way of reaching out to them is appropriate. And then uh, my third way of the wrong way to build a relationship is let's use confusing real estate jargon oh, and really talk about, uh, well, do you have equitable title and you have legal title, Mr. Oh, Smith? Geez. You can't do that. They're not going to know what you're talking no. about. You know, and, you know, there's other things you can bring up about what, you know, the uh, their mortgage situation or things like that. No. They, they're not going to do that either. They're not going to understand. So, so that gives you an example of the wrong way to build a relationship. Now let's talk about the right way. And if you do these three things, for the, this is the majority of it, these three things, you're golden. I want to hear this too. Okay. Number one is treat them like your family that you like. <laughs> Not all your family. Exactly. It's the two or three people in your family you exactly. like. Exactly. The ones that, treat them like the family that you actually do want to travel with. There's really only one or two. <laughs> But you treat them like that. It really goes a long way. Talk to them like your brother. Like, all right, here's the deal. Um, I know you uh, owe this much in taxes. I know what the kitchen looks like. And, you know, I I know you need some money to move. So what if we work it out this way? I can pre-deposit this much money. So that'll get you some moving funds, moving allowance. Um, don't even worry about the kitchen. And heck, I'll throw in the storage pod for you or something like that. This is great advice, Joe. So, you know, treat them like that and help them solve their problem. Yeah. So Help them solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. And then number two, um, do what you say you will do. 
you know, really, really, it's too easy nowadays with our phones and our calendars to set an alarm. I can talk into my phone and say, remind me today at three o'clock to send Mr. Smith a note, you know, kind of thing. So if you say you're gonna call, call. If you say you're gonna email, email. You say you're gonna close on Tuesday, make it happen. Do whatever you have to do, because these people are counting on you. Um, That makes a difference. And the third thing, this is for me, this is the most critical thing that I see people getting wrong, is they don't make the process easy. I am absolutely positive that a number of the sellers have sold to us because whatever it is they call me, I'm like, hey, you know what, don't worry about it, here's what we're gonna do. I make it simple, easy, and we're gonna get it done. You know, and and uh, that's it. Whenever I'm talking to a seller, in the back of my mind, for some reason, I'm always thinking, I need to establish this person's trust. Uh, and our and these shows that we have, these these talk shows that we have, are all about establishing trust. And how do you do that? What's the fastest and easiest way to establish someone's trust, in my opinion, is just tell them the truth. These three things. Just tell them the absolute truth. Yep, buying and selling houses is extremely profitable, but it's hard. And a learning curve can be steep for some people. For other people, it's a logical extension. So it's the same thing with the seller. And then the other, the other thing with sellers is just is uh, solve their problem mm-hmm. and listen to that. And the only way we can do that is by listening. So right. every single house that we've ever done, uh, the seller calls and says, look, it's just what Jill just said. There's always I've something. Got, and it might be something like, I'm embarrassed about what, what happened in my basement. I don't want the people to walk in through here. Yeah. I don't want to do an open house. So they've chosen thank whatever you. that I is know I need over carpet. money. Oh, thank you. They've, they're, they've chosen whatever that is over money. Mm-hmm. And that's good news for you because you're, you've, you're all set up to figure out whatever's going on in their basement or get some furniture that these people can't get out of the attic or on and on and on. And it's, and it's about, there's a lot of people in this business who um, like accounting types like me or paper investor types. There's million, tons and tons of businesses, people and way more people like me than there are like Joe. They, and they just want to talk to a human being on the other end and understand that, you know, there's some social thing that maybe it's a, t- a thing in their life that they, you know, they need to move across the country. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now you know the right way and the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know your time's val- uh, valuable. Thanks for spending some of it with us today. Join us next time for the episode called How to Sell a House Before You Buy It. And we answer your questions posted on our online community at houseacademy.com. It is free. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. That's complicated for people like me, what we just discussed. And I know it's so easy for people like you. It just is, Jill, the the emotional, personal story component of real estate investing, specifically with houses. It's a lot easier with land. It's really easy with commercial real estate. But specifically with houses, it's hard for people like me to swallow. Because I have a story, you don't, you, you have a hard time, you have a hard time sympathizing or remembering or it's a pain in the butt for people like me to deal with Mm. it's not that i don't sympathize with it we've all been there it's not that i i know everybody's got a personal story it's just you know my initial reaction is oh here we go i'm gonna listen to this this person's life story now um we did a deal in mesa on orange the orange deal Mm -hmm. there was a 10 year sobbing story Mm-hmm. About that house and why it was. And you know what's funny? She ended up. She and I connected. Do you know if you remember that? Of course. And one of those, it was like I had a great boots on the ground team, but for some reason, 
She liked talking to me. So if anything went wrong, any little, it was so, it was great. And this is the good, this is a good little thing to end on. Which I had built such a, in a, just a brief amount of time, built a really good relationship with her that any call from escrow or my boots on the ground or, you know, anything, she would call me to go, Jill, is that right? Oh, yeah. Jill, is that going to happen? Jill, is so that, that's what is I that mean. Thing? How much of a pain in the butt It was so funny. But it's okay. It's a three-minute phone call. I make her feel good and everybody. You know what? It was a three-minute phone call. I made her feel good and we got the deal done. All right. That's what No, I'm about. just, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying for people, there's people who are listening to this. There's probably more people who are listening to this that have my approach to real estate investing than you. That do have yours. Yeah. Yes. That's why I say it. Well, then hire somebody like me. Exactly. And that's okay. <laughs> wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We, we are Stephen Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property. <laughs>